Last time on Cursebreaker. Master Snack was finally able to bring us into the Fountain of Magic high up in the towers of the Librarium. Unfortunately, Judge Tonberry and his entourage were right behind us. I drank from the fountain, causing both myself and Master Snack to grow in power. But as soon as I tried to use it to restore Holly's sister, Tonberry caught up with us. The following magical skirmish got us teleported outside the Librarium and into a free fall toward the water below. Although we tore a hole in the plains and may have accidentally killed a law mage, we made it out alive, and Ivy's body was restored. But it seems like our troubles are just beginning. Well, there are a lot of troubles in that one. If Jeannie's serious, this is serious. So Uh it's bad. Uh, So the very last thing that had happened here is you guys were soaking wet. I think most of you are close to dying. Uh, You had just climbed out of the lake in Tildry, uh, back up into the cobbles, and made it back to Holly's home. And Uli recovered the lamp, right? Yes. You guys have the lamp, and you have the pack of privacy. Hey, the ended up pretty good here yeah and ivy's back so there's like a bonus character that i have to remember about (laughs) uh so yeah the very last thing that had happened was uh you came back to holly's house and found margot bingo waiting for you there and she let you know that the guild house had just been burned down and i i am retconning the very last thing i said in that which was that there were casualties and there weren't (laughs) that nobody died in that fire so you're, uh, you're kind of milling about outside of uh, Holly's home with uh, Margot just has her hand to her face and she's having trouble kind of expressing her feelings about the situation. And um, at that moment, uh, you actually, Holly, you see uh, Mina uh, walking up with a, a small wooden crate full of wares. And she says, um, Holly, I, I am ready to set up at your shop. Um, is now not a good time? Mina, um, you know, it's a little bit hectic at the very moment, but uh, my apprentice should be at the shop normal business hours, so um, you should be able to set it up with her. And uh, Ivy says, your apprentice? Well, uh, you know, it's been quite a while that you were indisposed, um, and so, yes, uh, my apprentice. Who is it? Well, Ivy, um, you know, you've been indisposed for quite a while, so I had to hire an extra hand, and I've been trying to solve, you know, your your transformation, and I've been very, very busy outside of the shop, and, well, Rosemary offered <gasps> to, yep, uh-huh, against my better judgment a little bit, but uh, <laughs> she offered to be an apprentice. I knew you liked her. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess... She, uh, she grabs the box out of Mina's arms and she says, I'm going to help her set up. All right. Well, say hi to Rosemary for me. She kind of like turns away and she's like, like just grinning ear to ear. And she goes, I will. <laughs> off you go then. <laughs> uh, she kind of plods off with Mina, who's looking a little uplifted um, now that this is actually happening. It seems she was kind of skeptical that she was going to get uh, a place to sell her wares out of. Um... 
rosemary and ivy were kind of a thing before chameleon pre-chameleon i guess we'll see what happens next <laughs> oh okay thanks for the appropriate response bert uh, <laughs> i was um, my brain was like words say words <laughs> i know same. say words out loud and i was okay. just like uh-huh. Uh-huh. you should have been like true love is always uh the best outcome <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good holly sits down next to Margot and um, kind of pats her on the shoulder and like, Margot, it's it's going to be okay. I've leveled, so I have a little more HP now. <laughs> and, she just goes, good, good. We'll um, need that. <laughs> yes. And I got one level four spell, so that's really good too. Um, but, you know, outside of my own personal mm. improvements. <laughs> In the last five minutes. Yes. I also <laughs> would, you know, like to offer my services I'm sure I could get my companions to help as well, but, well, actually, I'm sure they'll have to help because we're kind of a package deal, usually. Um, And I just think that we need to avenge the guild. The guild has done so much for us. Remember those great cookies? And Holly looks around at everybody Mm. and nods. Mm. Yeah, The cookies. Mm-hmm. And I the information about curse breaking? Mm-hmm. Yes? Totally an equivalent curse exchange. Curse breakers? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so. But Holly, I cannot kill today. That was our agreement. Hmm. Uh, well, that was little snack that made the agreement. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. We, we don't even know who burned the guild down yet. Do you, Margo? Um, I'm almost certain that it was Judge Flan. <gasps> Judge Flan. Uh, we've heard of we've we've met Judge Flan, and we heard she is a fire mage. It makes sense she burned down the guild house. I think she's to blame for most of the terrible arson that's committed. Holly stands up, and she's just like really angry, and she's like, "How can these judges stand for this injustice? <sighs> They're supposed to be helping the people." We need to go to Judge Malparo and talk to him and tell him what is happening. He does not know. I don't think. I just feel like you just don't know who you can trust. I'm meeting Marlboro tonight. Uh, it sounds like he'll only meet with me, though. Wasn't wasn't he there when they all attacked us? I'm pretty sure he knows what's going on. Yeah, I think so. Or he does not understand the full situation. That seems like a bit of a naive view. I hate to say it, TBO. What else can we do? We need to talk to someone. We need to g- gather people. I think that... The combination of the guild members and maybe Ulrich and his people. Maybe if enough people gather and do something. A revolution. Yes. Margot, have you heard about this? She's uh, kind of nervously looking between the two of you. And uh, her eyes are kind of wide and she just shakes her head. Revolution? No. Have you been in contact with um, people from the multi-magic triathlon? Um... I haven't. Um, to me, it just seems like frivolity, to be honest. I feel like there's more serious things to attend to. I think that there is a chance that many of these people are very adept at magic and would be helpful in maybe righting some wrongs. I I think it's mostly working class people involved. It sounds like they could be a powerful ally. It's, it's a pity I didn't know about them until now. Well, you know... Um we kind of have the in with the tournament teams. Um, Uli's brother is organizing one of the teams, at least, or leading part of it. So um, since we're the host city, uh, 
I think there's some coordination that could maybe happen between the guild and the multi-magic tournament people against these judges that are just... Yes. I mean, we put so much trust in them, and they're they're ruining our town. I understand your frustration. Yes, I I feel quite the same. I'd, I'd have to meet this um, Ulrich. He's a family of yours, Uli. Is that true? Mm, yeah, one of my older brothers. He's a good man. That's good. Um, I'd like to get in contact with him. I'll have to vet him myself, of course, but... Yeah, that could give us an upper hand. Um, can I vibe check? Margo? Yeah. Sure. I just want to make sure. We like Margo. You can trust Margo. I know, but... Do you vibe check your real friends like this? Is vibe check like a real ability that you have? No, no. it's an inside uh, check. Insight. Oh, okay. 16. <laughs> I'm just calling it vibe check because it's easier. Yeah, she's like... She's stressed out, but she's, she's like, forthcoming. She's a friend. Yeah. Okay. Margo Bingo. How dare you vibe check Margo Bingo? Yeah. <laughs> she looks at you and she goes... Ugh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only thing that visibly happened was me squinting my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Which is offensive. Isn't it like you're giving her side eye? Like, yeah. can I trust this person? Yeah. Hey, I don't want to incriminate my brother. My my family is more important than you don't even some like bingo hall lady. It's the impression yeah. I got. Totally. You have no allegiance to your family. Literally none of this is happening out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, uh, Snack makes his way over to Bert. Mr. Bert. Uh, Mr. Snack, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Any any growing pains? Not at all. I um, I feel like the doors are much closer to my head. It's uh, going to take me a while to be the one looking up to you, Mr. Snack. It will take uh, new self-control to leave the counters alone now. <laughs> but, Mr. Bert, you had a friend that was missing. Is this true? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brax mm. was his name. Brax, yes. It It's possible he's in the basement right now. That's what I think, yeah. I think he and a bunch of other missing people are in the basement. Yes, I, I meant to say we were to make a bet on this. Oh, right. Which animal he was. Yeah, I don't know what the terms were. I, I can't recall, but um, I believe bird is my choice. I believe I picked monkey. All right. Put me down for chameleon one for chameleon uh is genie ready to uh turn all these people back i believe so let me at him um first i think we should uh maybe let emery get out of this situation uh snack and bert you're uh, walking down the stone steps into holly's workshop and uh you can smell the animals from a good distance and um <laughs> or maybe it's emery who knows um <laughs> but when you get to the bottom of the stairs uh emery is sitting on that work table and uh, he seems to be, like, playing some kind of, like, hand slap game with one of the monkeys that he had set free. <laughs> uh, the rest of the animals are mostly in cages, uh, but he seems to have made good friends with this one. And Emery seems much more himself now. I think I've seen Brax play that game before. Emery, uh, Emery how are you feeling? It's been a day. Uh, you recovering from that whole curse ordeal? Honestly, I, yeah, I feel like my old self again. Let me check you out here. That was a four. <laughs> that seems fine. <laughs> Looks like a strapping young lad. He's got all his arms and legs. Uh, ten. <laughs> okay. Medicine check. Uh, Emery just like stands up and do- like puts his hands in the air and does like a little spin around and eh, seems okay. Well, I don't know much about curses, so he seems fine. Uh, Emery, 
I have talked it over with the group and with Miss um, Bingo, and they have agreed that we should let you go. Without taking his eyes away from you, Tibio, he holds out a fist and the monkey pounds it. <laughs> On one condition. Mm-hmm. We get to know where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. We'll be giving you a tracking ring. Well, you will need to go get it. Uh, mm. I think it is not just for protecting people from you, but it is to protect anyone from being affected by the curse. Because if you should die while you are out searching and hunting for Joe, and someone else picks up that sword... I don't want anyone else to go through this. So we need you to go to uh, Monsieur Henry Muldrift and ask him for the tracking ring that his daughter holds. Okay, Muldrift. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll find him. And you are not to harm either of them. He, he kind of like looks at you like, what am I, a monster? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I look at him and say, yeah, with my face. Uh, his eyes like glow yellow for a sec and he smirks at you, Uli. And then he kind of like comes back into his like normal self. Mm. So what's the address or? It's one, two, three. Drift Mole Road. <laughs> Perfect. Drift Mole. Uh, I, vibe check. I can't. That's a natural one. Shit. He's great. Um, <laughs> Emery is one cool customer. <laughs> he says, how about this? If, uh, if I find Joe, I'm going to drop the tracking ring. When it stops moving, you need to come get me. Wouldn't okay. it be easier if we could track you to find Joe? Does that mean you're coming after me no matter what after Tildry? So after you have taken care of Joe, you're saying you would like to not be tracked. Correct. Oh, you, it's a solo job, I see. I don't feel comfortable letting this sword be out in the world with no way of finding it. What if after you find and take care of Joe, you come back to Tildry and check in? Are you all hanging around Tildry for the foreseeable future? No, but we have friends here now. Well, anyway, I can pay someone to message you or something. We'll figure it out. I'll take your tracking ring. I'll find Maldrift. Depending on how things go this week, uh, Tildry might not be the same when you get back. Yeah, he kind of like looks around and like regards the entire room and he says, Yeah, about that. What's with all the animals? They have been uh, polymorphed. They are human. Wow. He kind of looks around the room and he says, This guy's a human? I think so. Originally. Is this the one that you think is Brax? Yeah. You in there, Brax? The monkey squints at you, Bert. (laughs) Hmm... You are cheating, Bert. You cannot talk to the animals. <laughs> that was not part of the bet. Uh. Okay, okay. So we we must take care of these animals. And Emery, I think you should go because you have a mission of your own. He straps a little his uh, pack onto his back and he kind of like raises his eyebrows at each of you like, really, I can go? Hmm. Don't fuck it up. We are trusting you to be the hero you think you can be. He likes that. Uh, he gives you a, a, a nod and the, the probably the most sincere smile you've seen out of Emery. Uh, and then he walks away with his uh, pack over one shoulder and he does the, uh, the peace sign, like from behind or whatever, as he's leaving. Hey, hey uh, Bert. Uh, yeah. Send a message to Henry. Oh, right. Tell him to get Maisie out of arm's <clears throat> way. Dear Henry. Do you want me to do this or? Yeah. Okay. I love these. all right uh, let me just uh dear henry we are sending an old quote friend end quote 
to visit. Emery and his cursed sword are leaving Tildry, possibly for good, but we want to track him with Maisie's tracking ring. Sorry to steal another ring back from you. (laughs) (laughs) We think he can be trusted, but be sure to be on your guard. Sincerely, Bert. Uh, The message you received back is, tracking ring? What in the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He didn't know. (laughs) Mm. Dear Henry, (laughs) new book, who dis? (laughs) That, that situation's probably fine. <laughs> oh, poor Henry. So it's it's uh, it's just uh, the group here, minus Holly, um, in the workshop basement, and all the animals, and the one monkey is still sitting on the work table, just like pretending like it's a point of view. Snack sets the lamp down on the work table, and taps on it. Yes. Genie, what you have started, you must continue. There are many animals here that must be people once more. Ah, yes, your wish, Master Snack. Yes. Let me grant it, as he (laughs) pops out of the lamp. Emerges. (laughs) Uh, This time he is dressed with uh, one of those, like, frilly collars that kind of, like, zigzags up and down. Uh, And then he's got, like, big billowy sleeves on. And he says, uh, I'm here to make all your wishes come true, Snack. Just point. Where is the animal? All of these. And I gesture around. Not me, though. Oh, God, that's a lot of animals. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Here we go. I did one before. I'm sure it won't be too difficult to do 16 more right now. Hold on. Um, Is this like that last time where you showed your uh, limitations? Where you were not all powerful? Um, I only ask because there's one animal, probably a bird... That is Brax. <laughs> or a monkey. Chameleon. Yeah, he's probably a bird. Um, <laughs> chameleon. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, Brax is returned to us. I see. He gives you like a huge wink, Snack. <laughs> okay. You said, and, uh, and uh, who was this Brax? And he's like eyeing each of the animals suspiciously. Well, he was a, he was a friend of mine. Um, which says a lot of what he might look like if you can see through their animal forms mm-hmm very good uh shall i begin please okay and um snack this time i won't let you down and he uh points at one of the birds and he says baba booey and it like turns back <laughs> into a person and uh, he just kind of continues about the room uh, like yes, opening cages bricks. and freeing animals and uh he uh he grabs um the monkey on the table and uh, he like kind of like holds it up, and then he like sets it back down. And the monkey's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes up to uh, another one of the birds, and now he's just kind of like quick draw, like like firing off these little bullets that are bringing them back to life or back to their human forms. Uh, and then he gets to the chameleon, and he says, "Hmm, time for the big show." And he gets in close, and he starts kind of like pulling away at it. And you see the chameleon's nose getting like super big, and then you see the chameleon's tail getting super big. And he says, "Huh." This one's just a chameleon. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, the last one, and uh, he's looking at the monkey on the table, and uh, he kind of like looks between all of you. Is, is, is Brax here? Brax is not in the room. And so he like, he kind of uh, <laughs> eyes all of you real quick, 
and uh, uh, Bert, he looks at you, and then he like shoots a little bullet behind his back, and it hits the monkey, and the monkey just like explodes into a bird, and, he, and then he like grabs the bird, and he goes, ha ha! <laughs> And he pulls it apart, and uh, Brax falls onto the table uh, in, a, in an explosion of fur and feathers. Brax! And he goes, where am I? <laughs> You're in a very famous seamstress's basement. <laughs> you can see him like actively racking his brain for like names of seamstresses that he knows. <laughs> Bert, I, I thought I was dead. Uh, it's so good to see you, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did the investigation go? Did you... Did you get Tonberry? Uh, not not exactly, but we're close. Oh, so the other shoe hasn't dropped yet, huh? They've been some shoes dropping. Okay, well, he kind of like looks around the room. He says, seems pretty secure down here. How about I just bunker it up until this all blows over? Uh, sure, you don't have anywhere else you need to be. He kind of shakes his head and he says, no, I... What, what month is it, Bert? I'll tell you what month it is. <laughs> and you tell him the month that it is. Um, I expertly tell him the month it is. And, and you're correct. Um, <laughs> and he says, wow, yeah, that's a different month than when this happened to me, I think. Um, I wager it is. Wow. Uh, Enough wagers. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of wagers, yes, he Mr. was a snack. He was a bird after all. A bird, indeed. Thank you. Well, Jamie. no, he turned him into a bird first, um, and was originally a monkey. Mr. Brax, were you a bird? I think for a second there, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you didn't make any like really strong bets about when he had to be a bird. It's about the principle of it. <laughs> hey, um, is that girl here the murdered one? Samantha, Samantha Barrow. Um, you, there's a, uh, a small, um, like 15, 16 year old, um, woman, girl, <laughs> um, not, not yet woman a woman. Girl. That's how it feels also. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be clear. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of, uh, grabbing her, her knees and is, is sitting with her back up against, uh, the wall and she's like staring at the ceiling and, uh, you can see that her, her brain is just reeling from what she just came out of. Okay, you must be Samantha. Um, I know this is all probably kind of scary and confusing. I have some friends here who might be more adept at talking to women girls. Thank you, Mr. Burt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Snack walks up. <laughs> Sits down in front of her. She she does like a, kind of like a backwards crawl to get a couple inches away from Snack. <laughs> no, well, no I, I met one of these two, mm. actually. Uh, Tibio crouches on the floor and holds out a skella hand, but smiles sweetly. <laughs> Why is he better than me? That might also be traumatizing. But I, I also say, uh, hello, Samantha. We have met your family, and they miss you very much. You can see her eyes get kind of glassy, and she says, they're okay? They are just fine, and they miss you. She, she just nods a couple times and takes a couple deep breaths. She says, can I, can I see them? I'm sorry, um, what Tibio is trying to say is we need you all for our militia. Uh, no. We are overthrowing Tildry. no, no. I thought that's what we were just talking about. One person in the room goes, fuck, finally! <laughs> <laughs> we could bring them here. Uh, what Snack meant to say is, um, you are 
all important evidence for a court case I have coming up. But I don't want to stop you from seeing your family. You see Brax's face light up and he just goes, Hell yes, Bert. That's golden. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be flippin' sweet when we're in court and they're all like, Yeah, you killed Brax. And I'm like, Oh, you mean this guy? And then you walk in. And I'm just kind of like, It's going to be great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Walk in like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He high fives you just out of instinct. Um, Samantha, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it may not be safe for you to leave right now. But we will keep you safe here, and we will contact your family and let them know that you are alive. Uh, she just kind of continues nodding. She says, thank you to whoever. I don't know who to thank for this, but thank all of you. Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> she stands up and grabs your hands, Uli. She says, I don't know what kind of power or wisdom or magic you have, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting physical contact, <laughs> so I blush immediately. <laughs> you're just holding your hands out like completely rigid. They're not cupping the other person's hands at all. You're just like. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I definitely saved the lamp, so I think I am, I am partially responsible. It was a good team effort. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I try and pull my hands back. Uh, snack genie rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> and uh, I look around at the ceiling quickly. <laughs> says, uh, I think my work is done here. Excellent work, genie. Uh, you can see uh, Snack, now that you look at genie, he's like, you can see his chest kind of like heaving and he's got like beads of sweat all over him and he's just like, may I go back to the lamp now, Snack? Of course, genie. I am sorry I have no curses for you at this time. That's fine. I just... Uh, I'll need to take a bubble bath. Mr. Genie, you uh, really came through for us, and I think it's time we all took a little rest, maybe. I know I did, Bert. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excuse me, uh, Mr. Genie. Do you only eat curses? Uh, um, Yeah, of course he does. Right, Genie? Well, the curses you feed me are certainly delicious, Snack. They're... They're fantastic and, and nutritious and mm. challenging. Yes. But do you eat uh, other things? Do you eat food? Oh, well, not food like you do, but um, say um, a curse is like a kind of exotic and spicy and difficult meal that sometimes gives me indigestion, whereas, let's say, a magic item, it's more like candy. Oh. Uh, would this be like candy? And I hold out my x-ray ring. This is substantially magic. And he turns around in his hand. Are you sure you want to part with it? Jeannie, you have done us all a great service here at very high risk to yourself. Hmm. I would be honored to help you survive a little longer. I could use a little pick-me-up after this expenditure. Mm, master Snack, what do you say? Just a little... Tasty morsel. It couldn't be that bad. Mm. I uh, see that Snack is frowning quite a bit, so I offer the ring to Snack instead. Like, Snack you grabs. give it to him. <laughs> Snack grabs the ring quickly and then hands it up to Genie. Here <laughs> you go, Genie. Oh, wonderful. And he grabs it from you, Snack. You're welcome. He, uh, he like, pops it up into his mouth like a piece of popcorn. 
but with his mouth wide open, it just kind of like stops, uh, like above his tongue, hovering in his mouth, and it starts to spin around wildly, and it turns into this little pink circle of light that starts to spin around and uh, sort of turns into mist, and he chomps down on it. And he just, uh, he does kind of like a lemon face for a second. He goes, mm, tart. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine if you had to share your bacon with him, Mr. Snack. <laughs> I would never ask that of you. Good, Ginny. Thank you. This is wonderful. Now we can get candy for everyone. All sorts of candy. Did you write this down, Bert? Ginny likes curses most, but also candy. Curses most, also candy. Yep, got Spicy it. Spicy curses. Ginny uh, climbs back into his lamp and gives Tibby the little AOK symbol, uh, mm-hmm. as he does. In that moment... Uh, Ilya kind of descends the stairs uh, after she heard all the new voices talking in the basement. Um, Look who's here, everyone. Ilya has returned. Holly's like bringing her down the stairs. <laughs> and she like, when Ilya like turns her face, you still, sh- you see that she's still got like a huge like black eye and like a swollen like wound on her head. And then she's just like, uh, hi, everybody. Um, listen, I need to talk to one of you. Somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, Anyone specific? Uh, you got a lot to choose from here. Like your sister, maybe? I suppose. <laughs> All right, everyone, clear the room, clear the room. Come along, dinner time. We, we, we can just... <laughs> um, Holly is going to try to usher everyone upstairs for a little picnic she's arranged. She started grilling some hot dogs out um, in the backyard and in the, in the tiny upstairs area. Okay, well, who's hungry? They all, yeah. They're all hungry. Okay. Well, I got some dinner going. Come on up. We can have some food. Um, Holly's going to have Margot cast a spell of, like, protection over the backyard just so we can have a little privacy. Mm. Um, so, like, there's no, like, kind of invisibility. I don't know if Margot is po- powerful enough to do that, but. Yeah, she can do some, some okay. warding spells. Yeah, just a ward over the backyard so people can kind of enjoy a picnic and some, some chill time to recover a little bit. Uli, uh, Ilya kind of gets you alone for a second. She says, listen, I gotta, I gotta confess some stuff. Yeah, I bet. I'm not a perfect person, okay? I didn't always understand the stakes. I didn't know what side I was on. I'm gonna tell you right now that that's not much of a confession. We all been new. I, (laughs) I gave some information. This was before I knew who I was acting against and who I was acting for. All right. What information? Well, suffice to say, they know everything they're going to need to know about Bert. And they know a lot about Holly, too. How did you find out this information? Well, I did a lot of research before you all ever showed up. Honestly, I didn't know you were friends with Holly Hyacinth. That's fair. I'd been watching her shop for a while, and... You know, I found out where she lived, and anyway, so they know. They know where she lives, and and just about everything. And then, this morning when I got pulled in by those nasty dwarves, I mean, it was under threat of death, you understand, right? Mm-hmm. I did watch you almost die. Well, anyway, they... There was some confusing language, I'm not even sure how it slipped out, but they know that Emery doesn't really fit in here i think they're gonna use him great cool you couldn't have you know told us that 
10 minutes ago when we let him leave. You let him leave? Yeah, we let him leave. Okay. You were in the house when he left. I was in bed upstairs. I didn't hear anything. Is it true? I mean, would Emery work against you? That's all you have to worry about. If he's if he's good, then he's good. But if he's not... I mean, are any of us really good? All right. Too deep for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't like the guy. I don't trust the guy. But we are keeping tabs on him, hopefully. Hold on a second. And then I, like, kind of phase out my eyes a little bit mm. and see if the ring is moving it's like kind of like pacing back and forth but you can tell that it's in the same like house or the same space i'll keep kind of watching for him mm-hmm. but um essentially we are trying to track where he's going so at least he's not completely unmonitored mm-hmm. um i don't i didn't really have a choice in the matter he was either going to leave or die and I didn't want to make that decision. Understood. Well, I think it'll be fine then. He sounds like you guys have placed a little bit of trust in him. He might, he might take that to heart. More just hope. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I'm sorry about spilling on you guys. I I promise that's the end of it. I'm I'm on the right side of this now. What did you tell them? Um, Really, that's it. They just, they asked about each of you, and I didn't really say much, but I told them that Emery wasn't one of you. That was it. And did you give them information about me? No. I mean, they might have put it together that we're related, but... Uh, I'll be honest, I don't really trust you. You haven't given me a lot to go on. But I've, I've sold out my position to you. I, I've told you everything that I know. I've confessed everything that I told them. What's it going to take for you? How hard do I have to work to get close to you? Where's the trust? We're family. Who do you trust? I... I need a breather. And she storms out. I do not know how to handle that. I'm going to open my tankard. Okay. So, yeah, you just stow away that emotion for now. Not to deal with it. The rest of this day is actually without event, um, unless it's coming from any of you. You know, uh, so the house isn't that big, so all these people can't really stay here overnight because now they're people and yeah. not animals. Yeah. So we uh, do probably need to figure out that whole situation. I know someone with a farm and a cart. You know, actually, the farm might not be a bad idea. Um, I think security is a little less going out of the city than coming in. They just won't be able to get back here easily. So maybe um, we keep the people that you maybe murdered, but didn't actually murder. Glad to find that out. Um, (laughs) uh, Keep them here for the night, because I can definitely house a couple more. Yeah. uh, Brass can stay here. We're going to work on his entrance. It's going to be great. Well, and Samantha. I think Samantha should stay as well. You don't think she should visit her family? Not until the case is over. I'm just worried that she might get caught in transit, um, quote-unquote, from a suspicious judge, crony, quote-unquote. Um, Holly's just air-quoting everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she uh, can definitely stay with me. Up, I have a tuck-away bed <laughs> she can st- sleep on upstairs. Yeah, uh, maybe you're right. I'll, I'll write a letter to her folks. Let, her know she, let them know she's okay. Sounds good. Could you also send word to Ulrich? I don't think he knows he's going well, to get sure, a Well, sure, I'll word. let him know 18 people are coming yeah. to stay. 
All right. Um, Uli will give him instruction. You'll send a letter. I think they'll be good. And you all will be in safe hands. Um, but enjoy the hot dogs in the meantime. Tibio is falling asleep in a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, as the evening approaches, uh, you just get more and more anxious about uh, meeting up with Malboro, wondering when it's going to happen. Uh, it's well past 10 o'clock now, and you thought for sure. Like, it would have happened by now, right? Yeah. You're, you're actually getting sleepy by the time it happens. But uh, maybe appropriately, it happens at the stroke of midnight. Um, that you're kind of dozing off in a kitchen chair, and then suddenly you're sitting in a different chair. Uh, in front of you is a podium, and all around you is darkness. Uh, you can see this large circular wooden floor, but you recognize this as the very center of the court, uh, the second court of Tildry, uh, where you are to be judged. Uh, you know that when you're at the podium, when you're on the floor here, that you actually can't see or hear the audience around you. The only people you can see or hear are the judges and any witnesses that are on the stand, and of course, the opposition. So I don't know if there are other people in the room? Correct. Okay. All right. I'm here. Uh, Judge Malborough, I presume? Hello, Inglebert. Do you know where you are? Uh, yeah, I'm in the second court of Tildry. That's right. It's rather unmistakable. Um, you can see he's pretty dim, but you look on like the, the main like judge's stand, and you can see Judge Malboro sitting there, and he says, this is where your trial will be held. Yep, I, uh, weirdly, I'm looking forward to it. Mr. Engelbert, I'm afraid to inform you, it won't be a fair one. Yeah, I was worried about that. In a fair trial, I'd say this would be a pretty open and shut case, but uh, I'm not getting one of those, am I? I'm afraid not. Tonberry has set his traps. I hope you have yours. He cornered me. I'm afraid I had no choice but to change my vote against you. You're at the mercy of the people now. It's, it's going to have to be a unanimous voice of the people. You've already cast your vote, huh? I'm afraid so. If I may be so bold, what happened? How did things get so bad? How did you let Flan, Tomberry, and the others take hold of this city? He kind of uh, looks down at his hands and he says, I'm not a strong man. He threatened me, both of them. When you're one-third of a three-part operation, you find yourself limited. Look, I know what it feels like to feel small and weak like you can't do anything but the people of Tildry need you to be strong this is this is something that's bigger than just my case on Sunday the people are going to let their will be known I think with their strength behind you you can be stronger than you think you are Bert you are an inspiration and you're truly a stronger man than I am. Um, but I'm afraid it's bigger than that. It's, it's bigger than Tildry, Bert. It's bigger than all of us. Tonberry is going to move your court date to tomorrow. After today's exchange, he's ruled that you've violated some sort of investigation, probation, or something. It's not good. 
he uh, goes quiet for a while, and then you see an orb made of glass about the size of an apple that rolls across the ground towards you, and it makes absolutely no sound. I imagine things may get dangerous. This will buy you some time to think and stifle Tonberry's ability to foresee your movements. It's called a silence sphere. When broken, it'll temporarily produce a, an area where the weave cannot be accessed. Bert, my vote is cast. The only hope for you is to convince 300 of 300 citizens to set you free. It has to be unanimous. It has to be convincing. Otherwise, there's no hope. My condolences to your friend, Uli. Her sister just this morning was murdered by Tom Mary's watchdogs. She would have been a valuable witness for you. Yeah, a real shame about that. Bert, I'm afraid that's all the time I have for you. Thanks for the sphere. Uh, just remember what I said. You're not alone in this. I wish I could be on your side. And you uh, are back in the kitchen. Hmm. Huh. Is anyone else Ooh. there? Um, is anybody there? Getting a, getting a midnight drink of water? I'm asleep. I'm a bad. I am still out in the yard. Hmm. I think. Sleeping. Uh, Snack is trying to set a trap in one of the windows. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> How many hours of sleep per night does a cobalt need? Uh, a, a fully oh. grown man cobalt. This is your first night as a big yes. boy cobalt. Yeah. No, all that growing. Um, yeah, I am in a lot of pain, so I got up and was nervous about the state of the house. He's like stretching his hips. He doesn't know what's going on. Do your clothes still fit you? Uh, no. He only wore a loincloth <laughs> and a cape. The cape is now, yeah, just covering mid back leg knee area. That's as far down as it goes. Um, Snack, while you were looking for uh, things to kind of arm the windows with traps, you found yourself back in Holly's workshop for a moment looking for materials. While you were there, you saw your nearly finished breastplate, now much too small to fit on you. Oh, Oh, no! (laughs) It's like the worst thing that has happened. Oh, no! Um, Yeah, I pick it up and kind of hold it in front of me and like turn it around and like just kind of is there a mirror or like a yeah. sheet metal or something yeah yeah there, yeah there's like a big piece of like tin uh that's been like polished to a sheen uh yeah. and you kind of like look at yourself in it and the leather straps they can't even reach you know the buckle like to tie it onto your chest anymore uh, i flourish my cape and i like float into the air and kind of like do a triumphant like <laughs> superhero like yeah pose. Oh the uh the scale yeah. is just kind of like hanging loose on you um it's still got the front plate and the back plate to it um but yeah it's more of a sort of a decorative medallion at this point i ease down to the ground and set it back on the bench okay head back upstairs yeah and then come back down and grab the hammer and the nails <laughs> you uh you appear in the kitchen holding a hammer and nails and you see bert uh sitting in a kitchen chair looking quite pale holding a glass sphere Oh, oh, hey, Snack. Bert, which window did you try to get in? And I look around very nervously. (laughs) Oh, I just, uh, you know, did that old summon thing. You don't look well, Bert. Uh, Is Brax not as good of a friend as you thought? (laughs) Uh, No, everything's fine there. Mm -hmm. It's just that um, uh, the timeline has changed a little bit. 
I'm going to court tomorrow. Not Sunday. I should wake up Tibio. Tibio needs to make your case. <laughs> he is my special counsel. Can very, I also be? <laughs> can I also be on your special counsel, Bert? Your role is also very important, Mister Snack. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, I know where Tibio is sleeping. I can go grab him. Uh, is there anything you need, Bert? <sighs> I think people need to sleep. I think we've done all the preparing we can. It's kind of up to the will of the people tomorrow. Will they be convinced seeing these people back, not murdered? I uh, think it's going to help. I know this case will not be safe or fair for you, Bert. Would these judges have threatened people, those that would be casting their vote? Oh, uh, almost certainly. We may need to set more things in motion then. I will finish this one last trap, Bert, and then... (laughs) You are right. Perhaps we must sleep. Yeah, we're going to need our rest for tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. (laughs) 